Hello there. I am Dr. David Brock, and I am in the studio with the one and only, the gorgeous and always ready, Dr. Sharon McDaniel. What's up, cuz? What's up, cuz? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing great, and it is a wonderful opportunity we have to come back together. It seems like we haven't been together in a minute. I've been so busy. I've missed you. I've missed you, too. I'm telling you. You traveling the world and doing all things and being great everywhere. It was like, okay, it's time to get back in the studio. Be great in the studio with me. Well. You're always great, too, so it takes one to know one. You're so kind. (laughs) (laughs) But what an opportunity we get to just share and to talk with each other and to just uh, share with our listening audience. And I'm excited because I think we have a fantastic topic that we all need in our lives. And so we're going to be talking about boundaries. Boundaries, Um, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the ones that you could be like, uh, you know, where's the scary sound? (laughs) Boundaries. <laughs> we all need them. We all need to have them. And uh, really, seriously, as you approach, as we approach such a topic, we realize that, you know, without them, uh, life can be chaotic, mm-hmm. you know. And so, but with them, life can be managed, yes. you know. And so, you know, I was excited about this topic. And there's so much out there. We have so many pieces of information that we gathered in preparation for having this wonderful discussion around boundaries. And so when you talk about boundaries and just, we'll just jump right in and we're going to free flow uh, for our audience today. Uh, But when you talk about boundaries, you know, there's definitions out there for boundaries. And one of the definitions says boundaries are something that indicates or fixes a limit. Mm. And it says it's uh, important to have boundaries and we know it's important to have boundaries in our personal lives and in our professional lives. And so I was reading different things and I know you had some information that you shared with me and I was reading through that information. And I loved the, the information you shared with me because as I was reading through it, I saw something and it just re- it just really I didn't take it as a boundary until I read the information mm. you shared with me. And when I read it, it was on uh, the guide to setting boundaries, the article you shared with me. And it was so interesting because it talked about hard boundaries. Yes. And it's funny, you know, I'm newly married. It's been a wonderful relationship that I've been in for going on two years now with Melissa and uh, we Yeah, it's going into that. You know, we've um, been married since October. We got married in October. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, and I didn't know it was a boundary or realize that as a boundary until I was reading one of the articles and it talked about hard boundaries. And it talked about hard boundaries being those non-negotiables. And when I read that, I said, oh, I remember talking to Melissa and I remember saying to her, what are your non-negotiables? You know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, what I realized, you know, from previous experiences and I realized that if I did not know her non-negotiables and if she did not know mine, a lot of times people get into relationships and you don't discuss your non-negotiables in this case considered hard boundaries Mm -hmm. and what happens is then when you come up on those non-negotiables then we think the person's changed right you know oh you've changed Mm -hmm. you know it's not that i've changed it's just that we didn't discuss my we we didn't discuss this Mm -hmm. and so when it was saying about those non-negotiables i said oh i did that with melissa it's and 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 she did it with me you know she Mm -hmm. was very clear she says listen i know you're a pastor i know you're a bishop i know you're a preacher She said, if you need somebody to get up in the pulpit and and grab the mic and preach and yell and scream and holler and all that, I'm not your girl. Right. 
She and said, don't look for me to wear a big hat. Yeah, and she said, I'm not a big hat that's wearer. That's not going to happen. I'm not the bling suit wearer and all that. Kind of, that's just not right. me. And she said, and if you need that, I, I can't deliver on mm-hmm. that. I can't do that. That is a non-negotiable for me. You know, wow. and then I discussed with her what mine was. Mm-hmm. You know, I realized I was like, you know, I'm at the stage of life. I'm a pap pap. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my wife has no birth, natural birth children. Mm-hmm. She has she has helped raise her nieces and nephews and everything else. And I've loved how she's gravitated and come into my family. And she, you know, my like Zion, my grandson Zion, I'm I'm trying to check and make sure that he didn't live before. <laughs> because that little guy and her, they just have a special bond. Right. I love it. You know, I love the relationship she has with my grandchildren and my children mm-hmm. and things like that. But for me, I was like, if you if you want a child, if, if you want a dog, I don't want to put a dog in the kennel. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to do Girl Scout PTA meetings, all that. You just want to fl- be free flowing. I want to pick up the phone and say, hey, girl, you know, pack a bag. We out for mm-hmm. the weekend. Drop mm-hmm. the top. We gone. Right. That was where I was at. So we talked about our non-negotiables, and I didn't realize they were what's considered to be hard boundaries, those yes. boundaries that you're unwilling to compromise on. Yes, you know, and I and I think that um, that's really good, and I think that I probably I have hard boundaries now, but probably needed to have them before. So one of the things that as I've come through this life, this journey, and thinking about work as an example, being a founder and a CEO, and right. you, you are a pastor, so you know sometimes you don't even recognize that you are a little off. You don't have a work-life balance, right? Right, right. And so I would just allow... Um, myself to work until the work was done. Um, and when I think about it, so how did that disrupt the relationships um, that I could have had or should have had? Right. Because I was, you know, busy trying to make sure that failure was not an option. And so I had to give everything to the organization. And so now, almost 30 years later, I'm saying I needed to set hard boundaries that I needed to stop at a certain point mm-hmm. And that was it. So I can tell you now that I set hard boundaries. I tell staff anything after 430 should only be an emergency. Right. Unless I'm having a board meeting or something like that. But that's not my everyday any longer. And so where I am in this in this season of my life, I really set those hard boundaries. The other thing is I stop answering phone calls at a certain time. So I know I have my my aunt sometimes she's like, well, she called me at 10 o'clock. I'm like, oh, no, anything after 930, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Right. Because when you are giving all during the day, and again, 430, my day doesn't end, but I know that I'm not, I'm usually dealing with some other residual things, but I do have some boundaries about what I'm going to deal with after 430. And I stop being on the phone anytime after 930. Those are boundaries. Those are hard boundaries for me. Now, somebody said, you old. No, I'm, no, I'm just, I'm deceased. And I'm just operating in wisdom at this point. And I wish I could have done that earlier in my life. Right. I remember one time I sent something. You said, no, 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 no. Nobody controls my calendar but me. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, (laughs) ma'am. 
but I get it. I get yes. it. You know, for me, I had to realize, you know, I said, you know, I love God with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. I love what I do. I love that, you know, even being able to even work in, in the arena with you and, and child welfare and all mm-hmm. that. I love it. But I also had to realize, you know, I have to have those boundaries that that church doesn't bleed over into my my relationship, yes. my marriage. So you're right. So I had those I had to establish those boundaries. And what's funny, I was in the office um, in my home office and. I have now a ministry phone. Mm. This phone number is the number that I populate for ministry, for ministry partners, and for those around the country. And the phone was ringing, and I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, you know, no. Unless you leave a message, if right. I hear the message, and if it's an emergency, then I'll respond right. to it. But if it's something, it can wait until tomorrow, and it's going to wait till tomorrow. So it is, again, it's establishing those hard, and the, um, the uh, article said soft boundaries, those aspirations, those boundaries that are more like wishes that you're willing to compromise on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, think of them as goals. It said maybe you start leaving the office by 4.30 instead of 5.30 and so forth. So as you said, you have those boundaries now. And so I'm learning that these boundaries, um, they're no, they're necessary to manage life. Yes. Because if not, we'll, we'll burn out. And well, we've already burned out. Right. right, And we have to like, okay, you know, it's like, okay, well, how do I rejuvenate myself? But it really helps us determine what's important in our top priorities in our life. Right. Right. And so we just kind of sometimes blend it all. And, When you think about it, you know, we talked about um, in several podcasts before about this whole idea of health and creating that work life balance. I remember I was reading something and it was saying it's not there's no such thing. It is such a thing. But you have to be intentional of creating what that what does that look like for you? Now, it might look very different for me than to you. Right. right? Because it depends on what you have on your plate. But we really, what are we really prioritizing? And I think that that creating those boundaries, we have to think about what really matters. And you always talk about this notion of, you know, I can get clothes, a new car, a new this, but what I cannot get back is time. It's time. And I love when you say that because I think that when we think about boundaries, what is what are the time sucks, if you will? Oh, good, good, good word. You I like that? Yes. Okay, you know, I just Ooh. made that up. Ooh, I, time, time sucks. sucks. Ooh. There it is. Time sucks. What is sucking up our time? Absolutely. Absolutely. I had to give you an applaud on that because that is really, really true. If we're not careful, there will be so many things that will suck our time, mm. that will drain us, mm-hmm. and, and then we'll look back and be like, oh, man. You know, I I told somebody, I said, as much as we like, you know, life does not necessarily come with a do over button. Mm -hmm. I call it a do different button. Oh, so I know about that. I like that. Yeah, It's it's things that I'm doing different. You know, Mm. I, I, you know, I spent a long time in marriage. I was married. I've Mm. been married a long time. And I never thought, you know, I wasn't thinking that I would be married again or whatever. But now I'm in this phase of my life where I'm really doing things differently. Mm. You know, I'm making, I'm I'm doing things differently. You know, I'm making certain that, uh, you know, what do I absolutely want? You know, so when I'm looking at setting boundaries, one of the boundaries that I'm set is one of the things that I said, what do I absolutely want? And Mm. what do I absolutely not want? 
Okay. All <laughs> and, right. and so, so when you're talking about setting boundaries, what does it mean to have boundaries? Because boundaries show where something starts and where something stops. Okay. And so when I'm looking at relationship boundaries, I'm saying, what are these boundaries? So I'm setting these boundaries. So I'm looking at, and I guess what we'll talk about for a minute, or or what are some of the benefits of setting boundaries? Mm. Well, one of the things for me is that, you know, so when I was reading our materials, one thing I love about us is that we really try to be studied right. when we come to these conversations. So I want our audience to know that we're just not so random, but we really do try to do our homework. But as I was reading um, this material, they were talking about the fact that we cannot set boundaries is really rooted in the way in which we were reared. Absolutely. So when I think about my experience growing up in foster care and wanting to be loved by everybody because I had all these losses early on. You know, that I wanted everybody to love me. So I was this yes person. I didn't know how to say no. You, can you, can you, you know, anything about that? Yes, do I not. <laughs> People pleasing. People pleasing. Absolutely. So when you think about what is the benefit of setting a boundary, is that you recognize that there is a, you put a distance between the need to please. Oh, I love it. Right? Distance Absolutely. between the needs to, need to please. Because before, it was like, yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do that. And then eventually you become, like you said, early burned out and then resentful. Exactly. Because you're doing so much, then it becomes this expectation. Absolutely. Oh, Sharon will do it or right. she'll give this. How many of us have, oh, they thought you were the bank. Right. They thought my ATM. name said P, P and C right. and ATM. ATM. Right. Automatic teller machine. <laughs> so, but, but when you are people pleasing, then you, you're not setting boundaries and people don't know where those boundaries are. So one of the benefits of setting boundaries, you can say, I'm not the ATM. Yeah. And one of the pieces that we were reading, as you said, we, sh we study, so we're not just flying off the cuff talking here. Mm -hmm. But one of the things it said that I loved, it was talking about the benefits of setting boundaries, is it protects your personal space. Yes. You know, it, it, you know because for me, my, my, my home is now my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. It is my place of peace. You know, mm -hmm. Melissa and I, we don't talk about bills and things in our bedroom. Mm -hmm. That's where we go oh, to rejuvenate good. and and. and connect yes y'all get that later <laughs> you, <laughs> All know, right. you know so okay. so it protects uh, but having boundaries is a benefit it protects my personal space and it improves believe it or not setting boundaries improves on your self-esteem yes. and your self-worth yes because it begins to let you know like you said you you, you know you, 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 you're one of the biggest giving people that I know in terms of your heart. You mm -hmm. have a heart of gold. And sometimes it just drives me crazy when I know like somebody's coming and I'm like, uh, uh, no, I'll be, I'll be over here. <laughs> you're my like, yeah, right. I'll be over here talking <laughs> about, no, we're not going to do that. We're, we're not going to do it. You know, because people will, as you said, they will, tr sometimes people can move into what is what I call entitlement mm -hmm, mindsets. Mm -hmm. And having boundaries will stop people from operating in that entitlement mindset, if you will. But one it, of the things, though, to your point, though, I had to build that self-esteem that if I said no, being that people pleaser, right. if I said no, that I would still be liked. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So I had to get I had to mature enough to say it is OK for me to say no. That is my boundary and that I'm OK with me. Yeah. Right. So it built, you know, I had to go with inside to say, why is it that you are, um, are people pleaser? I remember one time 
Um, I was probably thought I was doing something. And, you know, as a woman of faith, I know I heard the spirit said, but I didn't make you God. Wow. So that meant that my need to please was, was getting in the way of me hearing the voice of God. And it's like, but I didn't tell you to do that. So I began to start listening before I said, yes. So my, so I start saying, well, I got to go pray about that for a minute if, if this is what I'm supposed to do. But I didn't always do that because my self-esteem was tied to the ability to please and my self-worth was tied to that as well. Yeah, I, I came up with this term. I heard this one time and I don't know where it came from, but I heard this term. No is an anointed word. Mm-hmm. No is a very powerful word. Wow. And and some you and I've learned to be be okay with saying no. Yes, you know no, I can't do it. You know I was trying to do everything for everybody and everything else, and I'm up until Jesus o'clock, and yes. I'm you know, and then I'm burnt out. And then a lot of times you do things for people who don't demonstrate their appreciation. Mm. You know, and so then you're sitting there like I just you know you know did this, built that, did this, ran here, ran that, ran myself in the ground, and then the person doesn't seem to appreciate it. So now I've learned that it's okay. And I'm okay saying no. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've practiced and I can say it now. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, no, no, no. Right. I, that, I, you know, not, sometimes I do it. With, right. Right. I do it with a long head. No, <laughs> no, no, I, I can't do it. No, no. And I'm okay saying no. Right. That's really good. No, That's I really can't good. do that. You know? And, I, and so again, so I love how it says that, you know, the benefits of setting boundaries is it pr- improves communications. Mm-hmm. And then that, the other thing it says is it reduces your stress and anxiety. It, well, you know, that communication piece, and I think it's what you said earlier in terms of relationships, and this can even be um, anywhere. So whether it's at work, whether it's in your personal relationship, church, whatever, having people understand what are your non-negotiables, what are your boundaries. So even when it comes to space, some cultures are, you know, distance away and we can talk. And then some folks, you know, particularly we had to learn through COVID. No, you just say, just wave your hand. No, no, right. no hugging. Right? right. But some people, you know, us, we like to hug and things like that. But not everybody is a hugger. So being able to communicate that I'm a handshaker versus a hugger. All of that really is establishing boundaries, but communicating it so that people are not offending you unintentionally. And and to that point, I love that because it says setting boundaries improves communication. So I love what you just said. But I read this and I want to move into this thought and maybe we can talk about this. It said boundary settings are a large part of maturing. Mm -hmm. And when I read that, I was like, wow, yeah, I had to mature in some areas or whatever. And so it said, we, the article said, you can't really love until you have boundaries. Mm, that's good. And it says, because it says we love out of compliance or guilt. Wow. And it says, and so we can't really produce at work without boundaries. Otherwise, it says we get so busy following others that others other people's agendas other people's desires that we don't really accomplish what we want to accomplish and then it it, it literally quoted a scripture and I was like okay you're talking my language because mm-hmm. it said in James 1 and 8 it talked about being double-minded oh wow and okay. it says without boundaries you're double-minded, double-minded. Mm-hmm. and and I was like wow I never thought about that scripture that's good about being double-minded and it, when it relates to boundaries and so it said it's a it's a large part of maturing it's a large part of growing up yeah yeah and that's I think that's what I talked about earlier just having this 
very um, adolescent mindset about wanting to be liked and not wanting to say no or disappoint, quite frankly. And so therefore, offering myself really as a sacrifice to say, oh, whatever you need, because I want to be liked. But that maturing Mm -hmm. then helped me to understand that I am still worthy and, you know, and, and in a good person, even when I say no or set those boundaries, it does not diminish me to set boundaries. And I think what we would suggest to our audience, I'm curious what they would think about, you know, what are some of those things that they have to begin to set those boundaries? Because one of the things it talks about that not only do you have to set them, but you have to be committed to them. So can you talk about a time that you thought you were committed to a boundary and you weren't and you had to like retool? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> still there, <laughs> still doing it, still learning, it, you know, it, it, because at, at, it, it, to that point, it's a part of retooling, if you will, was a part of developing my character mm-hmm. and structure. Okay. So for me, uh, uh, learning how to set boundaries was saying, OK, I'm learning how to develop my character and set structure so that I am not letting people encroach upon that. Oh. That's good. Because people will will not in sometimes unintentionally and sometimes intentionally, mm-hmm. they will cross over. And so and, and I've learned that in, in growing, if you will, and in retooling or restructuring, uh, uh, you know, and being able to say no, uh, I've learned that people who don't understand boundaries mm-hmm. will get offended because you now understand boundaries or you are now saying, you know what? I'm restructuring, I'm retooling, and I'm saying I'm limiting my access to you or I'm limiting my resources to you. Mm-hmm. And so now people think, well, you're changing. Oh, I don't like it. You're, uh, you think you're all that. No, it's not that I think I'm all that. I'm not trying to be all that. Right. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be. Healthy. I'm trying to be here and be healthy yes. and, to, and, to, and to deal with individuals with a healthy mindset. So a part of my retooling, and I love that, a part of my retooling was sitting back and saying, okay, David, if you're going to be the best David you can be, you've got to stop, look at where you have not been. Is that that oh, that, that word, that what is that saying? They say you're a master of, a jack of all trades, a master uh, of none. Mm-hmm. And so what I began to realize is where am I good? Where's my best? Where's, where can I be my best? Where mm-hmm. do I shine? Mm-hmm. And where am I not shining? Okay. And so in that, I began to back away and say, okay, in setting my boundaries, I'm setting limits. And hopefully people will begin to appreciate my boundary, my boundaries. Because yes. sometimes people will not appreciate your boundaries. And then you say, well, no, 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 no. I need you to, you know, understand I need you to, you know, here's here's a boundary for me or here is how I'm looking or here's what I'm willing to do. Yes. And and so when you start saying, no, here's what I'm willing to do. Here's where I'm willing to offer. Here's where I'm not going to do. And people say, oh, you change. Yes, I have. Well, you I'm know, growing. Th- that's exactly right. And I think um, what you're describing is those healthy boundaries. But it's also um, the article that we were um, able to glean is also when your boundaries shift. So you are now saying, I'm very clear about my boundaries. So what you could do before, now that I've matured, you can no longer do that. And that's when people get really upset, like, oh, you're changing. No, it's that I'm really creating new boundaries. And so they talked about some of the healthy boundaries, the physical boundaries, sexual boundaries, you know. So when they talked about, yeah, we got to talk about what's good, not good. I was right. like, okay, that's a new one. You're right. Uh, I saw that. <laughs> you I saw like, that. And I highlighted that. I'm sure you did. Like, Let's I- talk about sex. <laughs> 
Yes, S E X. Let's talk about I'm, I'm sex. Sh- I'm sure you're gonna get to that when you get to the relationship <laughs> podcast, but. But the emotionally uh, emotional boundaries and the material and financial boundaries, as you know, I'm always looking um, for fashion and yes. love to be a fashionista and help yes. everybody out. But one of the things that um, one of the uh, YouTubers that I follow, follow politics and fashion is somebody that I know um, personally. But what she what Tashara is talking about is being intentional in your f- spending. So she's created a boundary in terms of. I really want to be, if I'm doing a capsule wardrobe, I want to be intentional on those things that I am purchasing. And so that's what I'm learning to do. Like I said, I really only want to pick up a couple things a month and they're going to be intentional. What do I really need in my wardrobe that I don't have? And and so I'm really, and, and July 1st, honestly, I know we talked about January 1st, but July 1st, we're going to start this all over again. We're going to see what, what happens seven months later. But anyway, being intentional, So notice I'm not commenting about the spending piece, <laughs> but, but that's a boundary though. And that, that is really something that I had to think about. It's crickets over here. Yeah, it is. It is definitely, I heard the crickets and I heard them out loud. <laughs> that is so funny, but I'm really trying to be more intentional because as I listened to her and as she said, you know, do you really need certain things or do we just want to be, is it cluttering and those sorts of things? And so I'm really trying to be in my own mind, setting those financial boundaries. But also, um, I remember, I tell people that I don't, I don't lend, I just give. Right. Because I really recognize that when I would do that before, if I said I was going to loan you something, relationships change yeah. once you make that loan no. the bible says money separates chief friends oh okay. yes it, it, right. because you have you the probably resource. need to give that yeah. script to yeah. me yes yes <laughs> it, yeah and, and it's a good thing that you've gotten to the place where you say well, i don't loan what i cannot afford to get mm-hmm. that you, you said that to me one time for some situation we were discussing mm-hmm. you said i never loan what i cannot afford not to get back right. so if I, because if, if you don't give it back then hey I'm so again, but people that come in and borrow the financial balance because they don't have necessarily good financial boundaries. Sometimes people will come to borrow with no intention of returning. Right. Yeah. But, but, but you best believe you're on my no loan list. No, I know no that's give, right. No give, I know give that's list. right. Okay. I, so you listen, have moved to that list. Listen, my mother had my mother, if my mother loaned you $3, it was on her book. She, I loaned you $3 in 1960 and two, and you didn't pay it back. You know, she would let you know. She would, oh she would hold gosh, to that. That's so but, funny. but, but to your point that the article, and I love that it says, Without healthy boundaries, your relationships become toxic mm, yes. and unsatisfying, and you will begin you will begin to suffer. Yes, and so it is critical that you have healthy boundaries. Begin it because it was talking about actually what I read. I turned to it when you were talking. It says if friends keep asking for money or if friends keep asking you to do things for them or friends keep pulling on you emotionally and so forth. It's saying that they begin to invade your privacy and begin to erode your right. mental space, wow, that's you good. know, your mental mm-hmm. space, you know, because like I said, my home is a home of peace. I don't want nobody arguing in my no, home, fussing and screaming. It. You got to go. Can't do you got it. the G and the O. Yes, you got the to G do both of them. Oh, oh, you got oh, the, oh. Right. You got to do both of them. The G <laughs> and the O, not just one. You got to go. I don't want no arguing. I don't want no fussing. It's a place of peace. And so 
boundaries are necessary for our personal relationships and are their work they're necessary for workspace. Well, you know though, and and as we going back to that whole um maturing, because that's where I am in all relationships. If I if there's any level of toxicity or drama or the escalation of a voice, you got the G and the O. Yes. Yes. I have no yes. room, no capacity. I know that's right. To deal with that. And so that's one of those hard boundaries for me. Like if we cannot live peaceably, we can't be. Listen, my mother said, I said it to my brother the other day. My mother said, if we can't live in peace, then separate for peace. <laughs> Avis was a one. She was a wonderful woman of wisdom. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and she used to say, she said, listen, I was talking to somebody that says, you know, I said she taught us as her, as her sons that if we had to beat a woman, we didn't need that mm. woman. She said, if you have to beat her, you don't need her. That's right. You know, so we learned not to beat a woman. Well, she said, so listen, if you can't live in peace, you separate for peace. Because it says, you know, in those physical boundaries, they keep you comfortable and, and safe. Not just when you're dealing with strangers, but also when you're interacting with those people closest to you. Yes. You have to have physical boundaries. You have to have physical boundaries. You know, because yes. if not, you know, like you said earlier, are, are you hugging? You know, I start, when we started coming back into the church and the thing goes, I said, listen, put your mask on before you hug and ask somebody. Yes, you, you do. know, are you hugging? Are you receiving hugs? You know, remember we had an event at a second chance. We had red mask, green mask, and yellow mask. We sure did. You know, so that, that was your indicator. You don't even have to ask me. If my mask is green, you can hug me. Yes. You know, my mask is red. Hey, how you doing? You know, yellow, <laughs> I'm going to check you out first. You know, what was right. your last COVID test? That's you know, right. so That's we, good. we had those boundaries. We were setting boundaries with masks. Yes, that's you know, right. and so it was like again, it was telling people. People came into the room. We're coming back into the place. Your mask is yellow, okay? So you can ask me if I'm hugging. If it's red, you already know. That's right. If that's it's green, right. I'm good. Come on over, talk to me. Well, let me ask you this question because I'm sure that um, people are going through this as well. So, what about the boundaries? Now, you talked about Melissa in terms of where you all have boundaries in. Um, you know, parts of the house and those sorts of things. But I'm curious about your children. You know, what are some things that you've had to put some boundaries around? One of the things that I'm very clear about, I say to my grandson, I need you to call me and say hello before you ask me if I can purchase something for you. Amen. So one of the things that I'm very clear about that, and then one of those boundaries about, you know, and it's in old school as it comes, but when you come into a house, there you, you got to speak. So there's some old school things that happen as well. When And, and my grandson probably looks at me like, Grandma. But anyway, I'm very clear that you just can't, you can't ask me for something and you haven't checked on me to see how I'm doing. Yeah, I have some boundaries in, in one. I, I don't like head nodding. You know, if I'm talking oh. to you, I need you to use your words. Use the words. And I don't like, uh-uh. Okay. And I don't like, uh-uh. I'm like, why are you grunting? Yeah. it's I'm old fashioned. I'm still a no sir, no ma'am. Uh-huh. You know, I, my grandkids can say, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> what is that? I'm like, excuse me. And I know it's no, sir. Oh, okay. I, I thought you, you know, so I do. I, I'm insisting upon no's, no ma'ams, no sirs. Mm-hmm. I'm insisting upon like you, when you come into a room, I'm insisting upon greeting, you yes. know, I'm, in, I'm insisting upon, you know, asking for what you want, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. don't come in and just use or just take or whatever else. 
ask oh, for what you want. You know, even though it's my home and even though you, you know this is Pat Pap's house, you know, you can welcome to the house, come on over, but you still ask. Right. You know, you ask good. for what you want. You know, I had I had a cookout one time and my grandkids and kids came and they just decided to take something that was in my house and just decided to dr- take care of it and use it and drink it or whatever. And I was like, uh, you all didn't ask. Mm. So therefore, y'all gonna replace that. Right. You know, I'll give you the shirt off my back. But just don't take it. Just don't take it, right? So I'm old. I'm old school. I'm a, I'm like you know. I I don't I don't get meddle in my kids. I'm I don't meddle in their relationships, their marriages. Mm-hmm. You know, I I told their husbands when all of them got married. I told all their husbands. I said, listen, I said I need you to just know one thing, uh, Mr. David, Mr. Brock, uh, Dad, whoever you call me. I'm not just gonna come in your house. I ain't coming to your home. Mm-hmm. I ain't showing up without calling and with right. that. I'm not doing none of that. Mm-hmm. I said, but one thing I need you to understand: she may not always be your wife. But she'll always be my yes, child. Yes, yes, yes. And if the put to, push comes, up, she can always come, come home. home. Mm-hmm. You know. And even when one of them went through a little turmoil and they came home for a minute, I was like, "Oh, sweetie, you you can't be rolling <laughs> up in here three and four in the morning." Mm-mm, no, I know. So you still I'm have old, I still got some boundaries. It's a little old school, you know. You coming at four o'clock? I'm liable to shoot your pinky toe off or something, I, you know, because nothing moves around that hour here, you know. So yeah, be my. If you coming in, please be in by a certain decent hour, you wow. know. Just I still had old so fashioned you know that boundaries. Didn't that that situation didn't last long. She says, I'm out. She was like, okay, dad, I'm still grown. <laughs> yeah, you grown, but it's still my house. Pray right. the Lord. Pray the Lord. You know. Well, so. you know, speaking of that, and I, I remember a situation that, um, what I tell, I'm not a drive by, you know, somebody can just drive by without announcing. Like you got to right. let me know that you are coming. Cause first of all, I'm like, you don't know what I'm doing. So the boundary for me is that that's a, that's a, a level of respect, respecting my space, respecting, um, that you don't know what I'm doing. And so you do have to, um, let me know you're coming, but just to drive by to say, Oh, I was in the neighborhood. I'm like, sorry, I know that be right. in the neighborhood, but you won't be in my house. Right. You know? exactly. so, I'm, so I'm very clear about that. And the other thing I'm, I'm very much like you, as you indicated, um, you know, my house is open to my daughter and she can have anything in it, whatever she wants. And I, and she's very respectful um, about mom. I borrowed this or borrowed that. So I really appreciate that about her. But, you know, there are some people, like you said, will come to your home, take stuff and then tell you about it later. When right. you go to look for it, right. like, oh, no, no, no. So the boundary is you ask or you let inform me before that you may need something. Right. And then I'm old fashioned. If I, I'm like you, I'll loan you. Mm-hmm. If, and, you know, if you come and say, can you loan me? And if I agree to loan you because you didn't come and say, can I have? Right. So if you come and say, can you loan me? I'm expecting you to give back what you borrowed when yes. you say you are going to give it back. And I'm not going to call you on the due date. <laughs> I am not a collection agency. Right. I'm not going to call you and say, you know, you told me you was going to pay me my $12 on the 33rd. Mm -hmm. It's the 34th of Mm -hmm. the month. I'm not doing that. Right. But, you know, you slide over into the other category. As you said, you now slid off the loan into the do not loan category. Do not loan. You know, even if you can't pay it back, like you said, I expect the decency or courtesy of a phone call to say, you know what? I know I told you I was going to ABC. Yeah. And if you can't ABC, then you should call me and tell me you can't ABC before ABC is due. You know what? And I I think I um, that part and also that's the way in which I show up at work. So one of my boundaries is, you know, really understanding um, that level of reciprocity, if you will. Um, If if we have if there is an agreement. 
then you have a responsibility to say if you cannot do something. Because I'm being respectful of what you said that you're going to do, and I would hope that you in turn, if you could not keep that agreement, then you will let me know. So that boundary of agreement and reciprocity is just really important to me as well. And that's sort of my, one of my non-negotiables is like, if you say something, then do, do what you say. And if you cannot, then you have to be responsible to say, I cannot do X, Y, and Z. Because then I feel like I'm chasing you. Right. And that's emotionally, yeah. that's right. unhealthy. Yeah, it, yeah, because it shifts. And then I got to put my shoes, track shoes on. I got to run after you. And then I'm going to get sweaty. And then I'm going to be right. mad. And if it's a hot day, I'm going to be mad because it was hot. I'm chasing you. But I agree with you 100%. I, I love what you said. And I know we want to start winding down our podcast around this because there's so much that we could talk about when it comes to boundaries. And we're hoping that our listeners are really understanding that they need to pause for a moment and then say, what are those boundaries that I'm not living to? What are those boundaries I'm not holding mm-hmm, people to? Mm-hmm. What, what areas do I need to improve to make life better for me? But I loved how you said boundaries are not etched in stone. Mm-hmm. So we're saying to you, the listeners, you may not be, you may, may not have set boundaries for your kids or for your mate or for your boyfriend, girlfriend, or in your workplace or whatever. But then you got to look and say, okay, I can make changes. Yes. My boundaries can change. I can wake up today and say, you know what? That was right. I need to set some boundaries in my financial area. Mm-hmm. When you were sitting there, we heard crickets when you were talking about because I was sitting here saying, Lord, you know, I just had to do a major repair at the house. And then yes. I got my 60th birthday coming up. I'm like, I got a major trip. I'm got I'm, I'm working on the, the tail. I got on. a lot, you know, then you we'll know, give you till September. Th- thank you. Thank the Lord. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's a, you know, there's a lot going on. But again, like you said, I'm looking and saying, you know, I had something that I had to deal with today. And I was like, OK, and, you know, Melissa was like, babe, babe. It's figure outable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's our little word. But but again, your boundaries, I want the listeners to know your boundaries are not etched in stone. Yes. You'll need to adjust them as circumstances change and relationships grow. Mm-hmm. And this can be especially true to your long term relationships, but communication is key. If you have boundaries, the only way somebody's gonna know what your boundaries are is for you to communicate what your boundaries are. That's right. And, you know, you gave us um, to look at a a wonderful list of 25 um, ideas and we won't read them all. But if we can just look at a few that we'd like to give our listeners as they begin to set good boundaries. And one is to think through what makes you thrive. Like, why do you want to set that boundary in and of itself? Why? Right. Right. And then another one was choose that boundary wisely. Absolutely. Did you want to take a few? Absolutely. I, I, be deep. I love number five. It was about be deeply reflective. Mm. Like like you said, and I think it keys into into why you're setting that boundary. Yes. Just don't set something just because, but think through why you're setting that boundary. And then imagine, number 10 says, imagine what you can live without. Wow. That's what I told you about. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. Try July first yeah. to think yeah. about yeah. those things. You might want to. I got September. You might want to do the cricket <laughs> thing again. I'm yeah, not yes, sure. Yes, but yes, 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 yes. <laughs> At least no I'm spending. going to try. <laughs> no spending. Okay. But then at number fifteen, it said, "Be courageous and unapologetic." That part. That part. That part. Because it, it, I don't have to. I don't really have to, depending on my level of relationship with you, I don't have to explain I to you. I don't have to explain why this is my boundary. Listen, 
because at, at the end of the day, the lights aren't on because of you. The right. gas is not, you know, now if I'm in relationship, I'm your partner or something, I'm your spouse or whatever. But sometimes you can set a boundary and don't apologize and, for or doing it. Or have to explain, like you said. I'm not going to let you treat me this way. I'm not. Point blank, end of story. Period. <laughs> right. right. As, right. The, as the people say with the T. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I love 17. Raise the bar. Oh. Wow. The bar. I, I had to tell somebody I was talking to yesterday. I said, listen, it was a young lady. I was talking to her about a situation. And I told her, in so many words, raise the bar. Mm. You don't give that much power or control to nobody. Wow, that's good. You know, so raise the bar. Raise the bar. Yeah. That's good. Um, see emptiness and describe it. Yeah, that's deep. That's Now, that's a deep one. Yeah, that's that's really deep. See emptiness and describe it. It's like, okay, so you can just be a blank slate. You can you can set that boundary whatever way you want to um, do it, and you can describe what that looks like. Yep. That's deep, right? Yeah, that's, that's really heavy. I, I know that one to start. Yeah, you know, I yeah, know that yeah, was, was like, like a pause ooh. moment. Yeah, that was. You know, was that like, was like, um, the other one, defend your value. That's exactly what you were talking yes, about. Exactly, exactly. Respect the process. And that part. And I think a lot of times, and we're, we're winding up on our last few minutes here, but I think a lot of times, uh, Sharon, that people want the, want the prize. They want the, 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 the end result, but they don't want the process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't appreciate the process. You know, and sometimes people don't know what drove you to setting this boundary. Yes. You know, maybe it was your loss. Maybe it was the pain. You know, and I, I told some. I told the young lady I was talking to. I said, "Turn your pain into power." Mm, that's good. Yeah, you know, turn. Okay, that's good. He broke my heart. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, praise, listen, girl, praise God, you got your heart broke at the age of twenty, child. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost sixty. <laughs> I ain't got time for no broken hearts at this stage in the game." I said, "Girl, Ooh. broken heart to kill me." You yes. know, I said it's different when you're twenty. Yes. I said, "Girl, you're gonna look back and be like, I can't believe." I said, "Listen, mm-hmm. I said when my fifty-nine year old self looks at my forty-nine year old self, mm-hmm. he says, hmm. When forty-nine looks at thirty-nine, he says, interesting. Thirty-nine looks at twenty-nine, he's like, wow." 29 looks at 19. Crazy. Thank you. <laughs> Straight up crazy. <laughs> you know, I look at I look at 19. Who was he? You know, you don't he? even know who you was. Who was I that said, said girl. Mm-hmm. I said, listen. I said, listen, you need to understand. Respect, as you said, turn your pain into power. Respect the process. Yes. What brought you to this? You know, and then I love 25. It says, regret nothing. Regret nothing. Don't regret. I told her, I said, listen. I said, don't regret. I said, look at you. You're stronger. You're wiser. Yes. You're better. You're better. I said, don't be bitter. Be, be better. better. Be better. And that's what you always say. And I think that as, you know, I'm in my sixth um, decade of life. And I think that, um, as we were saying earlier, who I am today is very different who I was, you know, many, many years ago, even starting the business and things like that. And yes, if I could go back and say, ah, oh, if I would have set that boundary, maybe I would not have done this or had this happen. But I'm really clear in this moment why boundaries are important. And I live by my boundaries. Now, I don't, you know, and, and not and I, and I want our audience to know it's not about rigidity. It's like, oh, this is it. It's about what's going to make you live your best life. Absolutely. And how you can live that moment every day being in, 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 a, in a healthy space. Absolutely. So what those things that are unhealthy, 
think about what boundaries that you can set to move them to the space of being healthy. And I think that this is what this conversation was about, being in a healthier space because of the boundaries that you're setting for your life. So, cuz, this has been a great conversation. It has. I'm going to leave it with this. Listen, it says this, and that's a quote. I don't know who wrote it, but it's here. Boundaries are a journey. It won't happen overnight. It is dynamic. It is evolving. There will be moments you will pick this up and you'll put them down. No worries. The goal is the goal is to grind until you have something you can live with or can't live without. That's good. That's good. Brothers and sisters, set some boundaries and don't apologize for doing it. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. David Brock, and this is Dr. Sharon McDaniels. What's up, cuz? What's up, cuz? We'll see you guys again on the other side. Thank you.